In the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. Happy Valentine's Day. As Reverend Rachel is fond of saying, it's not just about kissy kissy love, it's about friends and family love too. So again, happy Valentine's Day. No one is excluded. Onward. There is a wonderful descriptive word, numinous, but I don't think I have ever heard anyone use it in a sentence. The word was coined by Rudolf Otto, a famous Lutheran theologian and comparative religion scholar. He said that a numinous experience is something that is a mysterium tremendum. Now we don't walk around saying mysterium tremendum either. It means something to be trembled at, a mystery that is fearful, awe-inspiring and fascinating, and that for all its fearfulness draws you toward it. Another scholar, Ninian Smart, adds that there is a sense of presence that confronts a person in the numinous experience as majestic, marvelous in power and glory. If there was ever a story of a numinous experience, the transfiguration is surely at the top of the list. It is a story that unveils for us the true identity of Jesus as the Christ, the anointed one. One of my favorite theologians, you might be able to figure out who that is. He describes Christ as the manifestation of God that came into the world from the beginning. This same presence, this same manifestation of God we call Christ was poured into a single human being so that humanity and divinity can be seen as operating as one in him. No small wonder the disciples were always struggling, trying to figure out what it was that Jesus was trying to tell them about himself, about his identity, and what his mission was all about. Only Jesus saw the Spirit dive bomb him during his baptism, and only Jesus heard God say, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Who wouldn't be confused? It takes a whole lot of hindsight for them and for all of us. Lots of post-resurrection appearances to start to hold the Christ mystery together. But finally, Jesus's innermost group of disciples are giving a whopping chance to do just that. This time, the disciples are right in the middle of the numinous experience, the terrifying, majestic light of God's presence in Jesus that makes it clear they are standing on holy ground. The power that is petrifying on the one hand, but at the same time, such an awe-inspiring mystery that it keeps them from running full speed down the mountain. 
The time is right for the disciples to be let in on the secret, to stop having to struggle so hard to figure it out, to have the veil over their vision lifted so the full expression of Christ in Jesus is powerfully experienced. While I was preparing this sermon, I had a very strong early life memory of climbing a particular tree in my backyard, sitting on branches shaped like a saddle and reading for hours and hours. Nancy Drew, all the Little House on the Prairie books, you name it. It was silent, beautiful, peaceful. I was drawn to it day in and day out. I had a knowingness that somehow I was enfolded in sacred space, that there was something mystical operating outside of myself that somehow I was a part of. The revealing of the Christ mystery in us starts somewhere, and it is no small thing. In the beginning of this season of Epiphany, we celebrated the Magi's recognition of Christ. The story of Jesus' baptism experience lets us in a bit more on Jesus' identity. But the transfiguration of Jesus confirms and invites us ever further into the Christ mystery. The mystery that affirms the reality that just as Jesus contains the transfiguring light of Christ, so do each and every one of us. No exceptions. The phrase Paul, the Apostle Paul, not the other Paul, constantly uses is being in Christ, and in Christ we are made new creations. A whole vision of reality can change so that there is no winner or loser, no insider or outsider. Our vision can so expand to recognize that there is no sacred and profane form of life. Every kind of life has meaning. All of creation is holy. The oceans, rivers, our dogs and cats and birds are made by God and set aside as sacred, given to us to protect, love, and enjoy, including my tree. Tragically, it was destroyed when a tornado ripped through our backyard when I was in the sixth grade. Yet, even though life includes suffering and even death, there is resurrection, there is eternal life with God, for we are in Christ. New trees, new places of silence and beauty take root. Life wins, love wins. How terrifying, how beautiful. What response can there possibly be to such a gift? It is none other than God who instructs us how to respond to the awesome revelation that Jesus is the Christ. The initial answer is right there in the transfiguration story. This is my son, listen to him. 
Listening requires silence in the presence of the mystery. In meditation, such as centering prayer, we ask that our hearts be opened and consent to Spirit's transfiguring presence in us. We ever so slowly let our false selves go and give God the space to reveal our true light within. In another type of prayer, we can let our questions rise, allow doubt to surface, perhaps fearlessly ponder the question, who do you say that I am? We can read and study scripture. As you know, we have a big scripture study coming up. We can mindfully walk and work. This is why Lent is such a gift. It invites us to fall into the silence, open our hearts and let spirit have at it. As our vision becomes increasingly clear, we start to know on a deeper level the truth that there truly is something mysterious in ourselves, in others, and in the whole of creation. It is a different kind of knowing that is not intellectual, not something to be comprehended. Of course, it doesn't stop with our own enlightenment. We are summoned as disciples of Jesus the Christ to powerfully shine the light of the transfiguration into our wounded world. The world where everyone is treated with dignity and respect where we share our gifts and nourish all those we encounter, where we feed the hungry, give refreshment to the thirsty, visit the prisoner, accompany the sick, where we offer hope and encouragement, where we plant new trees, where we witness to the gospel of Jesus the Christ that love always wins. Numinous experiences of the holy come in many, many forms. Our own transfiguration is no less marvelous in its majesty and glory. It truly is something to be trembled at, a mystery that is fearful, awe-inspiring, and fascinating, and that for all of its fearfulness draws us toward it. Do not be afraid, said Jesus, for it is only I. Amen.